0: What's up? I'm Wiley Coyote, voice of Sapanji Babu, the anime version of SpongeBob SquarePants, and you're watching the Anime Egotists.
1: Remember, F is not for failure, F is for friends, and it doesn't take a dose of secret formula to know that. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back
0: to the Anime Egotists, where we once got kicked out of Piffle
1: yeah we went to he double hockey stick for real <laughs>
0: yeah and then they kicked us out there too they they really did not want us around they, they really didn't and anyways my name's alex and honestly i don't trust a lot of anime characters neither do i and i'm richard yeah. and they shouldn't trust us either But that being said, last time we were here, we talked about some of the saddest moments of anime. Just the moments of anime that broke our hearts, made us sad, and really just got us to weep over some of the stuff these characters are going through.
1: Exactly. But this time we get to be a bit more happy.
0: (laughs) That is correct. This time, this time, we're talking about some of the most heartwarming moments in anime. The moments where characters show they care about each other, love each other, accomplish something. Just stuff stuff that got us to cry in, well, the right way.
1: Yeah, just... Yeah, these were the moments that just make you go, Wow, all that dark, sad, and uh, long battles were worth it in the end. That's
0: correct. And I guess there's nothing more to do than to start. But before we start... We're so close to 900 subscribers. Please, subscribe and get us there before... I don't know what before, but just help us get there.
1: Yeah, we're shooting for 1,000 shortly.
0: That's correct. <laughs> and, for this list, do you want to start
1: us off? I can. So, my first one is um, hearing the recording from Dr. Stone. So, Towards the end of the first season, um, they've managed to pretty much make the human survivors um, remember who or discovered that, uh, what science can do for them. And they actually have a grave site. And it has uh, this little disk in one of the graves that's actually a recording made by um, uh, Senku's father. Um, Pretty much, who uh, is because he was up on the space station and uh, survived the petrification, and he's pretty much with this recording gives them a ch- uh, tells Senku that he knows that he's the one who's going to hear this one day, and uh, it's also kind of there. There's a singer who was uh, brought up to the space station as well, and she get she records like one song so that the world can know what they uh what it was like so it's just a kind of a touching moment of something modern has survived and they've passed down the information and they know that there's something that can be done with this
0: yeah i i honestly even with the little i know of dr stone um, i don't think i've even heard this part so it's just his dad's recordings
1: yeah it's just one little thing and um pretty much he tells he's much recording it because he he believes that Senku uh, the main character will be the one that comes back and is able to rebuild humanity and so he is literally just recording a few things letting him know that he survived and that they created the uh they started having kids and created a whole new civilization to start uh try to start helping rebuild the world and that's kind of where it starts and Senku feels it's one of those emotional moments that because Senku doesn't necessarily show the nicest emotions. He shows he's got he kind of shows a lot of greed, a lot of uh, thirst for knowledge, but never true like connection with people. So that's what this really gives him.
0: Huh. But I can understand that definitely. I can def- I definitely feel like it must have been a very touching moment. I can co-sign on to that. Yeah, I really enjoy that one. Alright, so my first one? Go right ahead. Psyche's birthday from Psyche K. Okay. Alright, so at this point in the series, Psyche hasn't really warmed up to everybody yet, but at the same time, he's willing to help them all with his problems. And at first, he kind of realizes everybody's kind of avoiding him. So he thinks to himself, oh, this must not be good. But it turns out they just realized it's his birthday. So they all want to do some throw a party for him. Well, not realizing it's actually his dad's birthday, not his birthday. But I guess the show needed the episode needed a plot. But ultimately, the main two people who I want to throw love to were hit both Kaido and Psyche's dad because everybody else gets Psyche this really weird gift like a cake with his face on it, which he doesn't seem to appreciate. and <laughs> just a bunch of other weird gifts, but Kaido, the kid, with Ch- the delusional kid with Chunibyo just says, oh, I just wrote him some letter and maybe I should read it. And Psyche kind of rolls his eyes and Kaido basically reads the letter and says, hey, Psyche, I know you think it's weird I'm writing you a letter, but, we've, but I think we've become close. We've made a lot of friends ends with each other thanks to the start of the show. I know that deep down you're always looking over me and I really appreciate that. So thank you for being born and everybody starts crying over the letter and Psyche's like, where the hell did this come from? But you can tell deep down he legitimately appreciates it. Especially once they get to his house for the party, and his dad says, Well Psy like why don't you just go down there and spend time with them and Psyche's like, I would just ruin the mood. But his dad tells him that they don't care about that. These kids like you and you like them. That's why they went through all of this. You're not going to ruin the mood because they want to be with their friend. So go down there and spend time with them. And Psyche says, who are you to give me advice? And he says, I'm your dad. I don't know. It's it's just It was just a really wholesome, kind of cute way to end out the season, finally for Psyche to acknowledge. Yeah, their pain, their pain's in the neck, but they're my
1: friends. So that's kind of how you feel about us, right?
0: Sure, but I don't remember any of you doing stuff for my birthday, so I don't know if that's, I don't know.
1: That's true. But I can co-side. I think that would be a very touching moment, especially for how, of what I've seen of the show, I know that he kind of wants to just be left alone most of the time, or he acts like he wants to be left alone so much of the time, so to finally accept them.
0: Yeah, it, it was a real. it was a really touching moment. Moment. Especially, you because you could tell the second Kaido read that letter, Psyche had a smile on his face, like, well, guess I can't stop him. I'm like, oh no, you, you care. You care more than you lead on.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds like a really touching moment.
0: Yeah, but that's the first one for me.
1: Alright. Uh, So my next one, it the way I titled this one isn't going to sound like a touching moment, but it really is. And it's Loxus's exile from Fairy Tale. So at the start of the series, Loxus is one of Fairy Tale's strongest guild members, but he's also pretty much this big the biggest jerk and uh considers a whole most of the guild to be too weak because of their connection with each other. And after pretty much he turns on the guild during their big festival where they have where they celebrate the guild and what, and its connection to the town they're in and traps everybody and makes them fight to uh, remain in the guild. Cause he's saying he's taking over. He's, and because of all this at the end, when he's defeated, he kind of sees the error of his ways. He really, he really does care about the guild. He just wanted to make it stronger in his own mind and, de- and kind of comes to realize that, Hey, that, their connection with each other really is what makes the guild strong. But his grandfather, who's the guild master, still exiles him from the guild. So he's no longer allowed to be that. The part that really gets the, uh, to be the heartwarming moment is that they get a, you get flashbacks to when he was a kid and during the same exact festival. And he, flash, and he tells his grandfather, who's going to be watching because it's his first time being in it, that he'll send up Uh, symbol he holds his fingers like this above his head and he says it means that i'm looking your way and as loxus is walking away uh, from the festival his grandfather sends up the signal and he sees it and you see that he's like he realizes all that he's done to hurt the guild and that he regrets everything that he's done over the last little bit and really wants to make amends and it's just it's one of those it's sad but it's also one of those that you get to see that he isn't necessarily a, going to be a bad guy forever there's going to be s- some growth he's going to learn to be a better person
0: yeah i can un- i can understand that and does he have this growth to- throughout the series or no
1: yes yeah uh, he does i i've talked to I think a little bit about it with uh, the raven's tale part of the story and uh because i think i talked about them once maybe I don't remember. But it yes, he does go through some good growth and uh, does eventually rejoin the guild after a couple different events.
0: Hmm. Alright, and I haven't gotten that to that part in Fairy Tale, but I can co-sign. It does it sounds like it has a good mix of emotions for it.
1: Yeah, it's still relatively early, so it's good. Yeah. But
0: my next one? Go right ahead. Kosuki remembers Yuzuko from Buddy Daddies. Okay. Honestly, a lot of people don't necessarily love the dead wife or the dead parent trope in anime. And trust me, I under I understand why. But this one was just done so effectively, I'm kind of okay with it. In Buddy Daddies, obvi- they're assassins, obviously. And Kasugi ends up losing his wife in a battle. So much so that he feels guilty about it. And the worst part about it is, it's not... Re- you. It's not necessarily somebody does it on purpose or somebody does it to get to him. It's just an accident, but he still finds ways to blame himself for it. And ultimately, his sister-in-law, Karen shows up and I'm not going to say they teased her being an antagonist, but they we didn't necessarily know at first, is she going to be a good person or not. But ultimately, after finding him, she says, I miss talking to you. I like, my sister would not blame her, would not blame you for this. Especially, she especially wouldn't want you to be all hung up and depressed and hating yourself about it. And Kasagi finally admits, he says, the reason I I just don't want to remember her because it hurts too much. And it's so much different because a lot of other anime are like, you have to move on at some point. You have to move past at some point. But Karin tells him, look, those memories must hurt. But think about all the wonderful memories you've had of her. Think of all the amazing times and how much you grew because of her and ultimately, like the two are, are back on good terms again and the episode ends with the episode ends with Kazuki putting up a picture of him and Yuzuka was looking, oh, back around the time they met. It's just a really touching moment because we finally get to learn really what's been eating at him the whole series. And at some point, you do have to move on with your life, but you can still keep the memories. It's like she says, memories aren't a prison.
1: Exactly. This is a very big moment, for, especially for Kasaki, because uh, I mean, throughout the start, first few episodes of it, you see him going and hanging out, and I, I don't really know what they're called. They're they're kind of like maid cafes and stuff, and different things like that. that yeah. Uh, and just kind of not being the nicest guy when it comes to women and stuff but then you do see him uh go through this growth
0: yeah especially just realizing that i was gonna have a baby with my wife and now i have a baby with my best friend so it it, i i don't know oh it really just helped us open up and just real as we learn more about him we just grew to care about him and it's just nice that it's like I have to move on but i'm always going to have a place in my heart for her so i don't know i thought it was
1: really it was a really touching moment it really is it it's a really nice moment yeah all right so my next one go for it so this one was actually kind of hard for me to pick out which moment but i wanted to do um when naruto asks erika for uh, to be his dad at his wedding
0: I thought about putting it on my list. I did. I
1: didn't do it. Yeah, there were. S- I, I was debating which Naruto moment. And this was the one I ended up settling on. I just, it's such a nice moment because at this point, you know that almost anyone would be willing to do anything for Naruto. Uh, at this point in the series, they, he's the hero of the village. He's the hero of the world because he's uh, of what he did against Kaguya. Kaguya at this point. Like he still goes back to the one person who was there for him pretty much since the beginning of his journey. The one who first truly believed in him, the one who gave him his headband, his first sensei. It's just a touching moment. And you can see that, uh, and it's so, I love the moment right before where um, Naruto pretty much shows up and he's kind of drunk cause he had, he was so nervous about asking him. And Erica thinks that he's uh getting cold feet and just just trying to scold him. And it's like it's just such a kind of a nice moment overall with them and still having that pretty much father-son relationship of hey, stop being stupid. You know you love her and uh it's time you uh made that commitment. And it's just it's it's one of those nice moments that I like.
0: I especially love the moment of when Iruka hears it, because he he doesn't, he, like, you can tell he's not expecting it, and then he hears it, he's like, that's what this, yeah, yeah, I got you, and Naruto bows his head, because we all know he's going to be Hokage at this point, but he's still, the fact that he still says, Iruka sensei, like, I'm always going to be learning from you, he bows his head, and as he runs off, Iruka starts crying, and honestly, so do I, because I can't handle that.
1: And it's so, it's such a nice cap to, uh once you find out all of Aruka's um, backstory where he actually did absolutely hate Naruto because the Ninetales killed his parents during the attack. And then, uh, so he at first believes that Naruto is the demon fox, to starting to accept him as a student, to being the first one to believe him and now being asked to be his father at his wedding is just... It's such a nice moment
0: and especially when you go back and re-watch the first episode because he was there yeah he was that's... A... because it wasn't just simply oh naruto you're screwing up you're a mess it's you're screwing up and you could be so much better mm-hmm. and now he's the hokage so it all kind of works out but i can agree i don't know too many people who get through that scene without getting choked up
1: yeah all right your next one
0: all right my next one Akiza's parents finally cheer her from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Okay. Alright, so I talked a little bit about the WRGP tournament, the 3-on-3 Turbo Duel Tournament, and honestly, as as good as as much as I enjoyed the duel itself, I think I enjoyed the moment with Akiza a lot more because. Akiza starts off with uncontrollable psychic powers, and people basically are terrified of her, and she has no friends, up until Yusei and the rest of the group accept her. And after this, she she's been in the their version of Duel Academy for a good while now. She's kind of she's becoming nicer to people. All, all people are less scared of her. But during the tournament, it Jack gets eliminated, and then she gets eliminated, leaving everything to Yusei. and She's like, you say, I'm sorry, and, and uh, you "It's like, forget it, you did exactly what I wanted you to do, and he goes off to handle the rest of it, and she is breaking down, like she is shaking a little bit, it, to where the rest of the team say, hey, don't worry about it, look up in the stands, and her parents have not been the best of people, they've been terrified of her, they've pushed her away, but it's not necessarily in the case of we hate her, it's in the case of we don't know how to help her at this point so when she looks up in the sands she sees her dad has a team 5d's flag and that he's waving and he's cheering her and her mom's cheering her too to the point where everybody in the stands next to them is looking confused but they start clapping and the whole audience starts clapping for her and she says thanks mom and dad it even gets to the point where you see the announcer for the tournament he's tearing up and he's trying not to cry and someone just pats him on the back like hey we have a show to do you have to keep always yeah, that that's right. Hey, can you say save the day? And of course he can, because it's you say. But ultimately, just with everything Akiza went through and just how hard her life has been, just the point where her parents are her parents and everyone else are at the point of, hey, we have your back. We're proud of you. Don't ever beat yourself up like that. I. Don't, it was just a beautiful moment that even even among among the Yu Gi Oh community, I don't feel like a lot of people talk about this.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a. A really nice moment of just finally being accepted and uh, managing. It, it sounds very similar, kind of to the how Naruto grew and was people were terrified of him and kind of rejected him, and then uh, eventually when he proved that he was not a necessarily bad guy and could help. So it sounds like that kind of similar moment to that.
0: Yeah, except the Leaf Village were full of fake people. I sw- no some of those people. I'm still like I don't trust them.
1: Oh, yeah, true. It's yeah, th- That is very true. At least this one was more focused on her parents being the ones cheering for her.
0: Exactly. But yeah, it's probably... I don't know if Akiza's my... F- she might actually be my favorite female character in Yu-Gi-Oh! But then again, but then again Anna Kaboom exists, so who knows at this point?
1: I, thought, I, I, I could see it. At least she seems like a competent duelist for... I mean, at least in the first two series, Alexis was probably the most competent duel- female duelist that we ever got, and then... Yeah, I-,
0: I thought about saying Mai, but the last few seasons of her, I'm like, I'm so confused, why is this happening?
1: Yeah, they, they- there's too much with Mai in that series, so, yeah, I, I can kind of understand why Akisa might be your favorite female character in the series. Yeah,
0: but that's it. Akisa's parents finally accepting her, but that that's it for me.
1: All right, so my next one... Go for it. So this is a a really early moment in One Piece, and that's uh, Luffy puts his straw hat on Nami before attacking Arlong. And it's just one of those moments that you know everything's going to be all right, despite the fact that we haven't even entered the final battle yet, and Luffy has put... At this point, his biggest treasure, his straw hat, on someone who at this point has uh, betrayed him, stolen his ship, and uh, was pretty much working for another crew this entire time. And then um, the fact that she was betrayed by Arlong, despite the fact that she probably should have figured that out long beforehand, it's still one of those sad moments where you feel when she starts breaking down because he's taken all the treasure she's gotten to try to buy her village's freedom from him. He's just... There, that she's absolutely suffering, and Luffy steps up and is like... He doesn't really say much. He just puts the straw hat and says, I'll be back, and walks, and starts walking to Arlong Park to uh, pretty much free the village.
0: That walk is still one of the most
1: badass things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, I just... Everything. This is the moment that most people say when they start watching One Piece is what hooks them. If you can get through the first kind of introduction arcs with uh, where you meet the original core four members of the crew, then you get to this point, and it's like, wow, this is actually going to be an amazing show.
0: Well, once you get past Sanji's Brooklyn accent, I guess that I guess anything's <laughs> possible at that point. But no, I do remember really enjoying this moment of the arc this moment of the arc. I especially just love how Luffy doesn't really hold it against her. He's like, I I trust me, I I get it. Even though he's a better man than me, because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to like mock a chop you or something. After that, we're good, but I'm I'm a
1: little peeved. <laughs> yeah, I mean The fact that he still believes in Nami, especially after I mean, she pretty much should have destroyed her arm she took a dagger and stabbed herself in the arm multiple times to where she had the Arlong tattoo and it's just it's not a pretty moment especially in the if you watch the version that's not censored like four kids did
0: hey hey hey, (laughs) come
1: on that the four kids dub had some gems especially
0: especially Zoro in particular
1: but not this moment this moment they changed a little too much but uh,
0: you're saying uh, you know you say that but uh, the before kids version is at least memorable that's better that's better than most anime nowadays
1: that could quite possibly be
0: no but i i can i completely co-sign on to that i like i said luffy and the get the crew basically just saying even though you did all this we still have your back and then like i said the badass walk
1: yeah, the badass walk is still... I mean, that's still considered one of the best moments in One Piece, no matter who you ask.
0: Yeah, especially when people do memes of adding that cool Jimmy Neutron clone from that one episode, and they start putting him in the seat with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <But> it's...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can co-sign those. So, my next one?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, from Persona 5, Futaba calls Sojiro dad. Okay. Alright, so at this point, Futaba's basically come out of her shell a bit. At the same time, though, it's kind of hard for her to completely adjust to the world as it is. To the point where, for the longest time, you notice Futaba just calls Sojiro Sojiro, even though he's fully adopted her at this point based on everything she's went, gone through. And when her uncle shows up at the cafe, Ren, or Joker, or whatever his name is, as he helps Futaba and the rest of the Phantom Thieves basically get ha, get him to have a change of heart. But social services basically still show up and say, hey, okay, you're both living with this guy. What's he like? And the game's kind of, I like the way the games do this because you could be nice and say, oh, Sojiro's awesome. Or you could just say, uh, Sochiro's kind of a pain in the neck, which is actually, which based on the way he treats Red in the beginning kind of makes sense. But at the same time with Futaba and just how socially just how socially awkward she can be at times, she finally steps up and says, no, we're really enjoying it here. I'm happy living with my dad. And Sojiro kind of realizes that's the first time he's ever fully called her that. Because for the longest time, he had no idea how to help her with what she was going through. And when and they leave and say, oh, well, I guess everything's good. But, and you can tell Sojiro's trying his hardest not to break out into tears. But you know he's so proud that he's finally She's finally called called him her dad
1: after all this time. Yeah, it is a very touching moment. You feel that the that she knows that he was the one person who actually did truly care for her despite her pretty much hiding from the rest of the world and he would have done anything to help her if he knew exactly what to do. He just, he didn't know how to help her and that's I don't know. That, that's something that could be just as important as actually helping someone is being there even if you don't know what to do to help fix it
0: exactly and it especially makes it better in the games because you get this scene where you're taught sojiro's talking and he finally said as you know you guys have done a lot to help her and it actually changes because if you help her before he learns you're the phantom thieves he's like you didn't think it was no that's probably not it but then once he learns he's like oh that was you Oh, but he finally just accepts you as family while also telling you, Yeah, please don't date Futaba. I mean, <laughs> you're basically, even, I don't know, it's weird because he's like, Don't do it, but like, I'm not going to completely stop you. Oop, it hasn't already happened yet,
1: hasn't I'm like, No. Uh, not this playthrough.
0: Not this, not this <laughs> playthrough. I still don't know how the game works.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I will 100%. Son, I remember seeing the scene in the anime and going, "That's nice that she finally called him her dad." Yeah,
0: but that's that's mine. Is it honorable mention, Stan? I believe it is. Yeah. All right. What's your first one?
1: So my first honorable mention is one more from my childhood. It's still kind of a touching moment now, but um, I really enjoyed it because I had this song VHS, and that's. Ash's Pokemon coming out of their Pokeballs to keep him warm in the uh, one episode, I forgot what it's called, pretty much Ash is trying to uh, keep his Pokemon safe by putting them back in their Pokeballs and they just start all coming out and you feel that they truly care for him because they all want to just keep him warm despite the very cold temperatures outside. Yeah,
0: it's weird because, I, first of all, I'll, I agree, it is a really touching moment to show they care about each other, especially since it actually comes, it actually, you go back and Pidgey, and Pidgeotto's there, which shocks me, but at the same time, the weird thing is, I don't think, I don't remember the synopsis or the plot or even the ending of this episode, but everybody remembers that one specific moment, because mm-hmm. in almost every Pokemon, not cl- Every Pokemon clip show they do, they show that during one of the songs.
1: Yeah, it is it is one of those touching moments because they've developed such a relationship in the amount of time that they've had, uh, which at this point is probably 50 episodes. Something like that. So, yeah, it's just one of those, it's a nice little moment, uh, especially because you see before that Ash isn't... Uh, Ash in the first series, especially, was a lot more selfish. And this is one of those moments that he's like, that you realize that he's not as selfish as he always came off as as well.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's one of the more memorable scenes, but at the same time... Actually, no, it's one of the more memorable scenes. I don't have anything more than that.
1: Yeah, as I said, I I had a lot more connection with this one because I had... um, this on VHS, which was so I watched it a lot as a kid. Well, oh, the ones I had on VHS were when he catches Canopy and
0: when Team Rocket helps that Paris.
1: Interesting. I because I, I had some of the I used to go we used to go to a dollar store in uh down in my hometown and they uh they had uh like one dollar VHS tapes of Pokemon and then from my understanding it's like I shouldn't I think I sold them when I was in like high school. I remember I you told
0: have. me you sold the Christmas one.
1: Yeah, that one's worth a fortune. This one, I think, is also worth a good bit. And I had your absolute favorite episode with uh, Gligar Man on VHS. That's
0: that's nobody's favorite episode. That shouldn't be anybody's favorite episode.
1: (laughs) Come on, it's Gligar Man. Everybody loves Gligar Man.
0: Yeah, Gligar Man needs to to be attacked in the streets. (laughs)
1: just but this is really a nice moment overall i, I really enjoyed it and uh as i said it, it's very nice to see how much his pokemon actually care for him
0: yeah and i can co-sign on to the hat
1: all right your first honorable mention
0: all right shoji realizes he has friends in naruto yes like i've talked about before shoji was kind of had a sad childhood but it was basically just he didn't have a whole lot of friends but after meeting Shikamaru and the rest of the guys in the Sasuke retrieval arc, they all kind of realize this is an important mission that they have to succeed in. And while he's fighting Jirobo, he's the first person to say, Hey, I'm gonna fight this guy on my own. Oh, basically, I want you guys to have faith in me while I have faith in you to go do to go save Sasuke. And he ends up beating Jirobo after telling Jirobo, oh, you threatened my friends and you insulted my best friend. I'm not letting you live after that. He- but at the same time as he's about to keel over basically keel over from having those pills he sees messages on the trees that the guys have left for him saying hey hurry up head this way what's taking you so long Um, and he's breaking down and he's having a montage of memories that he's had with the guy Uh, and he's his dad always told him choji you're going to be fine in life because you have the kindest heart out of everybody i know and as he's about to collapse he tells himself you're right, Dad. I made some pretty awesome friends, and and yeah, uh, yeah. Fun fact: I watched this scene the other day and came downstairs, and my mom's like, "I, I think you're getting sick. Your eyes are kind of red." I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Um, may- maybe I should. G-. It's probably just I slept funny, but whatever. But I don't know. It's just one. It's probably one of my favorite happy scenes in Naruto. Just, but that's probably just because I love Choji so much.
1: Yeah, it, it the and the pimba. Combining this with the fact that pretty much throughout i think the same exact episode we've he's also talking about how in his mind how if he takes the red pill that he's pretty much going to die and he takes the pill at, and you think he actually dies but uh, but he gets to die happy knowing that he truly had friends and had made a difference in the end and in this specific fight so it, it is a very touching moment
0: Yeah, and keith says ah, ha, ha, no you're getting more, but you're gonna ruin me down the line, right? No. Actually, you're you're set. You're set for this series. Oh. I'll keep going then.
1: Yeah, it's him and Shikamaru really don't change that much and actually and, remain relatively decent characters.
0: And honestly, I'm completely okay with that. But anyways, just Choji realizing that he he's had friends and because it's not just for show. You know that they all have his back. And it's especially nice because at, later down the line, you see the Sasuke Retrieval Squad hanging out with each other a lot later in the series.
1: Yeah, it, it's one of those... It's one of the most successful failed missions that I think we ever see in the series because they managed to pretty much cripple Orochimaru's organization for a little while because he killed, they killed four or five of his strongest shinobi... And But they still lost Sasuke in the end.
0: Well, at least for a couple of years, then they got them back. So it, 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 long-term long term storytelling, it yeah. was part of their plan all along.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. So my next honorable mention? Go for it. So I don't know how heartwarming this one is, but it still, it felt right to put it on this list. And that's um, Serenity's First Sight and Actions in the Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: That's a good one. That's a
1: good one. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't necessarily feel that heartwarming, but it also does as well. And that's why I put it on this list, and at least as an honorable mention. The first thing she gets to see is her older brother who has just fought off my control, saving his best friend and sacrificing himself. And then she jumps in the water, swims down, and saves her older brother. And it's just a touching moment because, I mean, she kept talking about the first thing she wants to see is... Her older brother and she gets to see her older brother at his best she gets to see joey saving his best friend yeah it's just
0: as much as i as much as i don't love giving her credit but Taya was kind of like hey don't take off your band just yet because she thinks if the first thing serenity sees is her mind-controlled brother other it's she's never going to recover from it and just the fact that serenity knows at this point okay now i can do it and that the first thing she sees is joey swinging on the chain and doing a actually pretty decent Tarzan and Yell. But I, I do agree. It was always the moment I replayed the most whenever those episodes came on.
1: Yeah, as I said, it, and it comes at the end of one of my, as I've talked about, one of my favorite duels. But uh, this is one of my favorite moments of just actual good emotional storytelling from the original series of Yu-Gi-Oh! There's other... uh there's not necessarily that much in the first part of it. They did, in my opinion, with emotional storytelling, but this part I really feel they do a good job.
0: There was one moment I wanted to Thanks. put on it, but I'm like, I've already I put a Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's moment on. I wanna have two I wanna have two Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. Maybe that maybe if we <laughs> ever do a sequel, then we'll talk about it.
1: This one might be I might be able to do another. Uh One for this, yeah, but not not for a little bit longer. But like I said, that's probably
0: one of my favorite moments from Yu-Gi-Oh, so I can definitely Mm -hmm. co-sign.
1: Yeah, especially from the original series. There might be more. I haven't seen all of GX or Five Ds, so I don't know if there's anything. I'm assuming there's good moments in Five Ds because it's so much darker. And see,
0: in in GX, Doctor Crowler has some really good ones towards the end.
1: Okay, as I said, I need to. I've kind of started watching a couple. I, I picked up at the Domino City arc little mini arc that they do okay but i can co-sign on to that all right so your next honorable mention the black bull's
0: free luck in black clover okay so during the elf war arc a lot of the best knights have been basically taken over by these powerful elves and they it's not one of those things it's not like in naruto when it's like oh these people get brought back but they have the same personnel. Healthy. it's it more or less just sort of feels like oh well they're just being taken over at some point, but I, I like how during the battle with Luck, it's uh, I believe it's Asta, Magna, and Vanessa all going up against Luck, uh, going up against Luck who's basically been taken over, and it's a pretty decent fight all around. But then they finally manage to free him thanks to Asta, and Luck is calling Luck a psychopath is kind of an understatement he's very happy, but in a terrifying way of, he kind of just wants to kill everybody he fights, but then he wants to kill everybody he fights alongside his friends, because I I guess you have to have a hobby with your friends and stuff. But but, he and Magna are always bickering with each other to the point where you start to wonder if they're really friends. But after he finally wakes up out of his brainwashing, he knows everything that happened. And for the guy, kid who's always smiling at everything, whether good, bad, or indifferent, he has tears pouring down his face and he says, after everything, I'm still part of the Black Bulls, right? He, and then Magna just pulls him in for a hug and says, you idiot, of course you're still one of us. And then Luck starts crying even more. I don't, it's just for two guys who all they do is basically beat up on each other, The fact that they shared that moment and luck was so worried that he was going to lose their friendship and they just said no you're still one of us i don't know it's one of the it's one of the best moments of the series honestly
1: it sounds like a really nice moment i got so many things to catch up on i need to finish five um gx and i need to catch up on uh black clover as well well
0: the move well there's a movie coming out next month and i'm probably watching that the day of
1: so if we're filming on Friday, it might be later, earlier than. Or I might
0: just recall, I might just
1: wake up early and watch
0: it. Who knows at this point?
1: <laughs> okay, but yeah, it sounds like a very touching moment, and I can see, especially a character like Luck, who pretty much hasn't been able to show any emotion besides wanting to uh, fight something throughout the entire series. And to have them break down and actually be upset about something is very, it would be a very hard moment, I imagine. But yeah. also very nice when uh, Magna, who is pretty much a stereotypical punk, is the one who is actually the, to embrace him. Yeah, from what
0: people have told me, Magna's basically the Yamcha of Black Clover. And then people start saying, don't start saying that. Apparently he's doing stuff now. I'm like, I could, I mean, I'd love that app, but just the anime needs to come back please?
1: It's going to turn out that uh, Magna ends up becoming the Wizard King first.
0: Actually, I'm okay with that. (laughs)
1: Uh, But as I said, it sounds like a really nice moment, so I'll go ahead and co-sign. right, what's your next one? Uh, Kuro-sensei's last gift to his class in Assassination Classroom. Mm -hmm. So I talked about his death where the whole class held him down and uh, stabbed him in a Few episodes ago, but his final um, gift to them is pretty much their yearbook, which is absolutely massive. They when they show it, it's like this big, and his what he calls his rules to live by. And there's just from what you can tell when they're sitting there looking through it, there's little notes to the students and telling them that he believes in them and that uh, he knows that they'll succeed after this year together. And it's such a touching moment that you realize that this class that were considered the failures of uh, their school and going to be failures in life really will go out and succeed now. And that they've learned to believe in themselves despite the fact that everybody else pretty much told them that they would never succeed. And it's it's just a nice way to end the series. You've, I, as I said, I wish that they had managed to, like course since they had been able to be saved and, and tell them this in person but the way they did it at the end with him still passing notes to the students, pretty much telling them that he still believes in them is such a nice moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. You've, t- you've talked about it before. And even I know people are like, I can't do this moment. and mm-hmm. Like you can't just watch the moment again. No. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, fine. Wh- whatever you say.
1: Yeah. It, the fact that the students stay at the school pretty much overnight after uh, killing Koro sensei and, and, waking up having read parts of his book because there's no way they got through the entire book it's just it's a nice little ending to the series
0: it's like the one it's like one piece they they, they've none of them have ever actually gotten through that book they're just like oh it's been like what 10 years and we still haven't finished it yeah pretty much
1: yeah that's about right
0: but yeah i i can co-sign it does sound like I do. I do. Part of me does want to give this show a chance, but part of me is also like, "Well, I
1: know how it ends, so what's the point?" Yeah, I know it's it's one of those. But there are good moments throughout the series, so if you ever do give it a yeah,
0: it remind it reminds me of you'll enjoy it. It reminds me of Toradora. Like I know how it ends, but what? So why watch it? But the only difference is Assassination Classroom actually sounds like something I'd want to give a shot, and Toradora is just like, no, that's that's I.
1: Yeah, as I said, I think you would enjoy it. I haven't spoiled everything. I've spoiled a good bit of it, but I've, there's still uh, a lot to this series. Because it's yeah. two seasons of 24 episodes each.
0: Yeah, but I can co-sign on to that.
1: All right. Your next honorable mention?
0: All right. Sarah saves Yagi's sports day from Haven't You Heard, I'm Sakamoto.
1: Okay. Do you remember Sarah, perchance? If I... There's only, like, one girl I can kind of remember, and I don't really, I only saw, like, the first two episodes with you, so.
0: Well, Sarah, he,
1: his goal is he wants to
0: be, I guess, a stand-up comedian, a stand-up comedian of some kind, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't fully get it either, So, so, I don't fully understand him either, but he's also somebody who's like, well, Sakamoto's so cool, maybe I should trip him up, only for it to never work out. Oh, I don't know. He looks wise he kind of reminds me of Dio Brando from JoJo's, except if Dio decide to become a stand-up comic instead of, well, whatever he decide to do.
1: Vampire monster thing?
0: Yeah, something like that. Anyways, though, during the sports festival, he, he and Sakamoto are in the same class, and a bunch of people in the class, for some reason, are trying to mess up Sakamoto, even though if they do, they'll probably lose the sports day, I I guess, I don't know, but ultimately, there's this this girl named Yagi, and she ends up tripping and falling in the baton race, and a lot of people are judging her for it, like, oh my god, how could she trip, she's gonna cost her team, all this horrible stuff, and Sakamoto tells Sarah, hey man, This is going to be yagi's sports day this is the memory she has to look back on and sarah's like no i understand i know what i have to do so he takes the baton from her and starts running and he puts his head into his shirt like a turtle well you know what i'm talking about right yeah okay and here's the thing when i first saw this moment i thought to myself oh well sakamoto when he was about to mess up he did all these fancy moves like he ran like a cheetah or he spun like a crocodile in the amp in the safari which i don't think crocodiles spin rat like a primary lotus but whatever actually they do it's their deaths it's their death roll what
1: like they'll jump up grab something and like spin around um maybe not jump but they'll uh when they bite something they do a death roll to break its neck or break its bone to make it okay but
0: do they spin like a rotisserie chicken yes oh okay Well, uh, well, then I need to start going on this old man safari because they sound amazing to watch. So he puts his head in his shirt like a a turtle and I'm like, Oh, okay, so he's gonna use the turtle turtle style running or whatever it is. But then it flashes forward and they're like, wow, oh, that sports festival was fun. But whatever the hell Sarah did, I don't get it. And it turns out he wasn't doing that turns out he just stripped naked and just kept running.
1: i heard that (laughs) i'm glad you said this was a guy because i thought you i thought with the name sarah was like a exchange student and would be female so yeah
0: yeah (laughs) and the thing is it's got at the same time though it got everybody to stop thinking about yagi messing up it got everybody to think oh god um this weird this weirdo stripping naked and running through and running through the track feet and track and field and then later in the episode, Yagi walks up to Sarah and, and says, I'm just here to wash my hands, that's it. But then she turns to him and says, you know, for what you did, you're actually cooler than I thought you were. Because he doesn't have a whole lot of friends. He's just the weirdo who tries to make people laugh, but then he kind of realizes people aren't going to laugh because they think I'm funny. People are going to laugh because they actually like me and hopefully the stuff I'm saying is funny. So, I don't know, it was kind of a sweet moment of him saying, I'm going to sacrifice my dignity, whatever of it is left, so this person feels better about their day. I don't know, it's a weird moment, so it's an honorable mention, but I don't know, not everything has to be super deep and complicated. Sometimes it's just, some dude ran naked for me, so I'd feel better. It made me, it was nice.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a very comedic, but also very sweet moment of sacrificing their own dignity for someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought about saying the ending, but I talked about the ending before, and I I went back and watched all these moments beforehand. I can't get through the ending without the ending mm-hmm. makes me very. It's heartwarming, but it's also kind of sad.
1: I need to, that's another show I have to add to my list of stuff I should watch or finish, finish watching.
0: watching. I have it on DVD. I got it on DVD for Christmas a little while ago.
1: Wow, because I remember we just sat down and tried to and started watching this like the last week of. My senior year of college.
0: I know it was the last semester, and you got busy. So I'm like, you know, look, we're about to graduate. He's about to graduate. We're even if he wasn't, we're not going to see each other for a bit. There's no point in waiting for him. I'm just going to see if I like this. And I'm like, oh no, I really, really like this show.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's uh, and luckily that's that's only twelve episodes, right? Twelve episodes, and it's fully dubbed. I may, if I can find it, I'll. I may fit it, watch it, or binge it to. Uh, one of these days, so I can at least know all the details. Yeah, that,
0: that, that, he, he just strips naked for, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I got nothing.
1: Alright, so my last honorable mention? Go for it. So, this one is what I know you can at least talk about with me on, and it's Vegeta's sacrifice in the Buu arc of Dragon Ball Z. Yep. It, we've gone through so much with Vegeta from a true bad guy to an anti-hero to at this point he's pretty much stayed an anti-hero up until this point. This is kind of his I'm now a true hero. I I really do care about the people of this world and uh at least Bulma and Trunks who want to keep them safe. Yeah. And the fact that he at uh, like he knows he's going to his death, and he still he knocks out uh, Trunks and makes uh, to But before that, he hugs Trunks. Well, that's true, yeah. And just uh, there's so much emotion, and you feel that this is really Vegeta's turning point of I'm no longer the bad guy of this show. Who's just who's acting as a good guy? He. This is his. I'm. I'm becoming a true hero. I'm becoming a Z fighter for real. That's this moment. And it's such a nice moment because you actually do feel his growth throughout the series and his frustrations because throughout his life, he was told he was going to, he was among the best. He was an elite. He was better than everybody else except for pretty much Frieza. And then he was left at, he's been left in the dust by Goku for so long. It's just, one thing after another. So you feel where his anger and his frustration came from that led to him becoming a Majin Vegeta and the fact that he overcame that and knew what he had to do to at least try to save the world. It's a really nice moment.
0: Especially since he knows, like Piccolo told him, hey, you're not going to the same place Goku did. Goku spent his life helping people, risking his life, sacrificing his life. If he's going to heaven, I can't say the same about you. And he's like, oh, oh, well. Oh, and he says the iconic line that everybody knows. I'm doing this for you, Bulma, Trunks, and even you, Kakarot. And even though the Abridged series never did the Blue Saga, Vegeta, they got, they, whoever played Vegeta in the Abridged series did record this line. And he said, I'm doing this for you, Bulma, Trunks, and even you, best
1: buddy. <laughs> Ah, uh, that is so nice. As I said, this is one of those moments that if the emergency series had ever gotten to, I don't know how they would have handled it. I, I have a feeling it would have been like, it, it, it. They, they knew how to do emotional moments still, so I could have, I could have seen this being a really nice moment. Yeah, for
0: all the flack the booze saga gets, this is every. This is a moment that I don't think anybody has a problem with.
1: Yeah, it's a set. It this is kind of what sets up for Dragon Ball Super Vegeta, where he's still, he's still got his anger and all that, but he's much more kind, he's much more of a family man, is a probably good example.
0: I love when Trunks runs up with the baby <laughs> and he's like, Hey, you're not holding her right. I'm just like, Oh my. You blew up a planet, like 10 years ago, you blew up a planet. Okay, maybe not 10 years, but you blew up a planet and now you're scared that somebody's going to drop your baby girl. That's that's adorable.
1: Yeah, As I said, it, this is just one of those that is the perfect setup for Super when you look back on it. Yeah, I'm
0: not going to lie. I thought this would be your number one. So now I'm curious as to what your number one actually is.
1: It's a more recent moment that I don't know how much you'll be able to talk about, but we'll, we'll get oh. to there. Oh joy! I think I can guess.
0: Uh, okay, <laughs> but my last honorable mention. Go right ahead. Megumi hugs Tomiko from Watamote. Okay. Okay. So I'm noticing I'm, I really like sports festivals and school and school culture festivals. Probably why it was on my second list for best anime cliches. But ultimately, Tomiko was having a horrible time trying to set up everything and just get involved with the culture festival. But she ends up meeting this. The school president, Megumi, who ends up being really kind to her. She can tell Tomoko's kind of off because it's Tomoko, but ultimately she doesn't care. All she thinks is I'm the class president. It's my job to show kindness and help other people when need be. And Tomoko, she had her friend Tomoko had her best friend with her throughout the festival. But when she had to leave, she was kind of sad throughout the day ultimately where Megumi borrows I want to say it's a dog costume or a dog mascot outfit from somebody wearing it and at the end of the day she appears in front of Tomoko in the mascot outfit with a balloon Tomoko stands up takes the balloon but beforehand Megumi in the costume pulls Tomoko in and just gives her a hug and then she walks off and Tomoko's like what and then she kind of has a smile on her face that says (laughs) Oh, well, like she was happy to get that. And that's especially funny because we don't talk about the ending songs a lot for an anime, like but an anime ends and then they play the ending song, like the opening song in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the ones a lot of the ones for Watamote are either super depressing or kind of hardcore, but this one is just it's just a pleasant happy song that plays as she walks home with the balloon. I don't know it was just the. it was just a moment where like i've said tomoko goes through a lot and you want to just reach through the screen and just give her a hug and tell her everything's going to be all right it's nice to know that that megumi thought to herself yeah she needs she needs a bit, little bit of kindness i don't know it was it's one of my favorite moments
1: it sounds like a really nice moment especially i mean with what you see the character go through throughout the series and just the social anxiety and It sounds, based on what you've described of with the wanting to go through the screen and give her a hug, to have a character actually do that seems like a really nice moment.
0: Yeah. And later, I want to say it's either after Megumi graduates or maybe beforehand, she finally admits, hey, that apparently she was the one who who gave her the hug through it. And Tomoko, you can tell, oh, cause, like I've said before, she's not ne- a bad person, but she's, Tomoko's not exactly the nicest person either, but you can just tell that Tomoko has nothing bad to say about this girl, and based on what I've seen from the fan base, everybody loves this girl, and how could you hate her?
1: Yeah, so, as I said, it sounds like a very nice moment, and uh, I guess I'll co-sign for that one.
0: Yeah, out of all the shows I brought up, you didn't say, oh, I have to give this one a shot. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't blame you. It's 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 a hard show to get through.
1: Well, I've given, I think, the first two or three episodes a shot, and I just, the social anxiety part is. I understand. A lot. So. It's all. <laughs> Would you believe I've watched it twice? All the way through? All the way through. Uh, I, I've heard it's really good. I just, I don't know. I didn't want to deal with the, the kind of the feelings at that point.
0: Would you believe there's a visual novel about it?
1: I to see it,
0: yeah. No, but it's basically just go into your room to talk to your brother. Your brother kicks you. Up, your brother kicks you out. Stay inside. That's the first two levels, and then the game's over. No matter what you do, the game ends at about three levels.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, but that's my last honorable mention. Just Tomoko, just getting some form of love by seemingly the best, the best student council president ever.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, as that I I'll go ahead and co-sign.
0: All right. Hey, since Vegeta, since Vegeta sacrificing his life for our sins isn't the n- most number one heartwarming moment, <laughs> I guess I have to ask, what is on your list?
1: Aries' smile from My Hero Academia.
0: Get the fuck. Get, mm,
1: oh, fine, go ahead. I this one is built up pretty much throughout this entire season of seeing what Aries gone through. That fact that uh her kind of adoptive father has pretty much been torturing her to try to re- use her quirk to uh, be able to delete quirks from everybody and just pretty much torturing her, cutting her open. I mean, they literally show the knife and then blood trickling down her arms and bandages. And you know that this has been going on since she was pretty much a toddler. And this is uh, her quirk is pretty much rewind. She can rewind things into the past. And it's just... Knowing that she's gone through all this, she's finally rescued. And she doesn't really know how to show any emotion besides pain and suffering. And that's the only thing. And so, the uh, class 1A, who has most of the students who helped with her rescue, really want to help her smile. And uh, so, they put on this big concert. You get a really amazing song and uh you go and you get the um her finally smiling and learning to enjoy herself she gets uh treated to all these different activities because it's at their uh what uh the school's cultural festival so they're doing all these different things they take her around and you get to see that she's starting to be a kid for the first time in her life she's excited about all the little activities getting to Uh, hang out, she gets to cheer on um, her rescuers doing their different activities throughout this cultural festival. It's just a really nice moment, and in my opinion, because it's built up, and it's built up so well throughout this entire season of, it's just a really nice moment of finally getting to see her overcome the darkness that was around her. (laughs) Matt? I know you don't like my hero, but this is—I've
0: never seen my hero. What makes you think I can't say I don't? I can't say I don't like it. I've never seen it.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's just, in my opinion, this is one of the best heartwarming moments.
0: Yeah, I—I I, I mean, I guess I can. Part of me doesn't want to because you keep bringing up Gligar, man. Like he means some, like he means something that he's not a parasite on our culture and everything wrong with society. <laughs> but I do. Even I've heard from other my hero fans. This is one of their favorite moments. I don't know if it's their de facto favorite moment, but I know it's definitely up there.
1: Yeah, as I said, it's by the community in total. It's one of the, it's considered one of, if not one of the best, or if not the best moment. But it's uh, I, of the heartwarming moments. It is the most heartwarming moment in the series. I,
0: I've so. heard. Oh no, I've heard. I've heard people say it was all my comforting Todoroki. But sure, why not?
1: Heartwarming. I would say this trumps that. The ha, ha,
0: ha, I how, how the hell should... How the hell, I, I, can I, call, I can call them and ask them, hey, what do you think of Richard's takes? And they can say, meh, like I did, but who knows.
1: Alright, but your final one?
0: Alright, Uh. wow, I didn't have a single Pokemon one on here. I'm kind of proud of myself for that. But since you decide to go with the Dragon Ball Z Boo Saga moment, I decided to as well. Okay. Goku returns after seven years. Okay. This mo... Go, because look, a lot of people say Goku should have stayed dead, and you know you can argue back and forth on that one. But I love the idea that Gohan gets told, "Hey, Goku's going to be returning for one day to compete in the tournament," and you can you can tell he's excited. You can tell he tells Chi Chi and everybody, "Oh, cool, Goku's going to be back." They're awfully relaxed about it. I know it's so like, "Oh, he's coming back from the dead. Cool, whatever, ever." And when Goku first gets brought back in the Saiyan Saga, there's not a lot of time for celebration because, you know, everybody's dying and everything, but when he, but when Gohan says, hey, I'm going to go look for him, maybe he's already on the tournament rounds, nope, he appears right in front of them alongside Baba, and oh my god, <laughs> look, I, I, look, I appreciate Dragon Ball Z Kai for what it did, made it faster, and made it better, made it easier pace so you can get through it faster, but the original version just did this so much better because everybody gets a moment that gets milked and go and Goku's like wow gohan you've grown so much and everybody kind of gets their own like stare off with goku like krillin's trying his hardest not to cry uh, piccolo has a little bit of a smile oolong in particular had a moment like he was not re- like he couldn't process what was going on <laughs> and he tells everybody well are you guys just going to stand there and Almost everybody from Dragon Ball and Gohan just run up, scream Goku, and just hug him. And then it gets to another controversial topic, Goku and Chi-Chi. And Chi-Chi says, I miss Goku. I miss you so much. And Goku just, I don't know why this part gets to me in particular, but Goku just says, I miss you, Chi-Chi. And I'm like, they care about each other. I'm so happy to see you. But then he sees Goten. He's like, wait, there's a little me behind you. And Goten's noticeably nervous, and I can't really blame him. Um, And he says, I'm Goten. And Goku doesn't say anything stupid. There are no stupid jokes here. There's no silly moments. He just gently says, I'm Goku. It's nice to meet you. And after some hesitation, Goten runs up and hugs his father, who he's never met and thought he would never get the chance to meet. And they bond instantly. It's just so beautiful. Because even though it's one day, they don't care. They're happy to see their friend. and and the, and there are some tears by them, and it kind of makes sense. It's, it's just it's one of it's one of the most beautiful moments from even if Goku had completely stayed gone. Little moments like this always would have been cool to see, whether he stayed away or not.
1: Yeah, I can one hundred percent agree to this. It's a very heartwarming moment because you feel like they're not used to death being a long-term thing i think the longest anyone's been dead is like six months in the entire series something like that so the fact that goku pretty much said i'm not coming back i'm too much of a risk and all that and then but he gets today to come back and spend a day doing what he loves with the people he loves is a very heartwarming moment and you get the everybody's reaction really does feel genuine of hey we're we're finally getting to see you again after all this time, and it, it is really nice.
0: Yeah, I thought about the moment where he tells them, hey, so it turns out the old man gave me his life, so I'm back permanently, but I don't know, this one just got to me so much more, especially especially Goten running a thing up out of all things, because we, look, everybody makes the jokes, Goku's not a great dad, and I don't really agree with, I don't even like the, most of those jokes, but just the idea that, that he and Goten immediately bonded, like, It's like we have one day let's let's make it worth it and just everything Mm -hmm. i I don't know it's it's one of my favorite scenes from the show Oh, just because it really captures everybody perfectly like they're all happy to see him even if some of them like android 18 haven't really gotten to know him yet
1: yeah and pretty much everybody there knows that he's the hero that saved the world more than his own fair share of times and it's just, yeah. It's it, as I said, I'll watch her to co-sign. This is a very touching moment. Yeah,
0: and I know, just like everybody else, if if there was somebody who's passed on, who they told me, "Hey, you get to see this person for one more day," I'm like, "Yes, do it. Let's let's do it." What do you what do you want to do? But yeah, and of course, to me, that, that that's why I'm glad Goku came back because because he is look, he's still the heart of this framework. And shot eyes. Like you still some of the most touching moments you get from him, whether he means to do it or not.
1: Exactly. And yeah, there really isn't a Dragon Ball franchise without Goku. It's there's no way I don't think it could continue the way it has without him. Yeah.
0: But what if you guys were in it? No. Have you seen us, you've seen us, we'd make it
1: worse. Yeah, we'd probably get beat up in the kids tournament.
0: Don't stop I wanna say no I wanna say no, but we've also done that video about us in the Dragon Ball universe, so I'd like to think we're competent.
1: Oh
0: probably not. <laughs> but anyways, after seven years, Goku returns, even if it was just for one day, the emotions by everybody, eat, and just everything involved just make it probably one of my favorite anime moments. The mo- some of the most heartwarming stuff. Exactly. are we ready to close out is that everything
1: i believe it is
0: all right so ladies gentlemen and others what are some of your favorite heartwarming moments in anime they could be serious moments somewhat bittersweet moments or just outright goofy moments like somebody stripping their clothes off for someone else's dignity just anything anything really
1: yeah and i mean do you agree with our list do you have Uh, other moments from other series that you feel are even better heartwarming moments because we might have enough for another list of this one.
0: Yeah, and I actually liked filming this one a lot more than the saddest moments because that was hard to get through.
1: Yeah, that one was a little tough.
0: Yeah, but anyways, let us know some of your most heartwarming moments. Any questions, comments, or suggestions, anything involved. Like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you have been listening to Anime Egotists. Good night. Peace easy.